Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor. With your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. And coming up in this week's show, we've got news on a potential Hulk trilogy. The Demise of Firestorm, a new Star Wars trailer, Todd's review of Blade Runner 2049, and a Razor commercial that's actually worth watching. Who knew, right? Uh, but first, the big news, according to Time Magazine, CNN, and a lot of other sites, is something that I- I'm not quite getting. It's something called Movies Anywhere which is a big new app that gathers together five of the six major news news studios movie studios movie studios movie studios five of the six major movie studios sony warner uh universal fox and disney trivia question what's the sixth one stick to stick stick around to the end of the show and i'll let you know And you can just open this app and then access all your other stuff from Amazon Video and Google Play and iTunes and Vudu all through one app instead of having to close an app and open another. Because that's such a hard thing to do, I guess. Um, Do you see this being as big a thing as they're making it out to be? Because I don't. No. I mean, okay, eventually... It'd be cool. It's right. like, oh, I just have one app and I open it and all my movies are there. I get that. But the fact that they opened with a gigantic library of 7,000 digital I, – I, I'm pretty sure I have close to half of that myself. <laughs> 7,000 digital movies, that's your library of hundreds of thousands of films. And you're, you're, you're bringing in – you're trying to draw people in. Movies anywhere? Well, some movies anywhere. I don't understand the point of starting off with such a small selection. Also, their inducement is, oh, if you activate now, blah, 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 you'll get a digital copy of 2016 Ghostbusters, which why would you want that? And Ice Age. And if you want Ice Age, you've had it for 10 years. Or more. Oh, and add another one, and you'll get Big Hero 6, which is cool. Jason Bourne, eh, and the Lego movie. Again, odds are you already have those. Why not just give you... Any of the gigantic library of 7,000... I mean, do you not have the real rights to these movies? I guess Why not, not just give you the selection of the 7,000? That makes no sense. Why not give you... Oh, you'll get a new movie. You know, why something not give you, you have? Wonder Woman, Baby Driver, something that's just coming out instead of something movies you don't out. want or already have. That makes no sense. I mean... Yeah, eventually, oh, this is kind of cool, but why this is huge news is... I don't know. ...beyond me. It's like, yeah, that's cool, but this should be like a page... Mm, 38, if you have a 38-page newspaper, and I don't know why you would, because that's a really weird number. Maybe because of the ad inserts. Probably. But, yeah, that's just really, really odd that this is... Mention uh, this you, just you know, below the Garfield cartoon. Of course, actually, now it dawns on me. It's huge news because um, it's probably paid. Doesn't say it is, but it's probably paid placement. You know, it's just so. Oh, this is news you may want to know, and it's like it's really an ad. I, you know, it's like okay, interesting, whatever. It's kind of weird that it. it, it thing is, it's a free app. 
Yeah. So it's it's being treated like Blu-ray. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Like, like this is earth break earth breaking, ground shaking, whatever. It's not. No. I, and okay, so it comes if if you sign up and you get you you hook in your first account, you get Ghostbusters from 2016. You're gonna have to pay me to take the app. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, do you have to take Ghostbusters and Ice Age? I don't want Ghostbusters and Ice Age. I mean, of those five films, there's only there are only two that I want, and I have those. So convenient. Yeah, imagine that. Just very, very strange. That, and again, it's not so much the app that that's the issue. No. It's just it's just the coverage of it. Like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I was like, hmm. It's the second coming of whatever the first coming was. Yeah. Um, Kobe, it is odd. And, and you, maybe? <laughs> yeah. And you look at the comments and it's like, oh, there's no comment as to is there 4K and what is the resolution button. There, basically, there's very little technical detail whatsoever. Yeah. Interesting. Um, which, I'm sorry, I can't bring myself to care enough. So, big news of the week is we don't care. Yay! Um, actually, other big news, I guess, kind of, uh, coming out of the box office, Blade Runner came out, and... Really? Go figure, it's a niche movie, and it did really good niche money. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was not the massive blockbuster they were expecting, apparently. It, it is not... It's not immediately competing with Wonder Woman and Beauty and the Beast. Who knew... Oh wait, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, however, and I, I'll, I'll admit I haven't had the opportunity to get to a theater to see it yet, but you did. So I did. How was Blade Runner two, oh four nine? I I honestly think it is, or dishonestly even, I dishonestly think that it's fantastic. It it's easily one of my favorite science fiction movies ever because so much is going on. In this movie, I liked it better than the first movie, and I really, really liked the first movie because there's there are so many storylines that all weave in together. Basically, the plot is there is someone who is out looking for replicants. Huh, shocker, because that's the plot of the first one. Go figure. Ryan Gosling is the new Blade Runner, and he's looking for people. And but here's the thing again, uh, like the first one, it delves into the question of okay, at what point are replicants people, and it's also the question of is this person replicant? Is this person is this a a typical person? Uh, Just an example of one of the subplots. Gosling's character, Kay, or Joe, depending on at what point in the movie you're in. Different names. His his girlfriend is. Wait a minute. A- You're saying he's J and K, so he's both men in black. Yes, he is. Ah, clever. And he his girlfriend is an AI, is a program, a computer program, which the movie Her was was really good. Was Say, hang on a was minute. Well done. <laughs> yes. However, this goes into more depth than Her did, and his girlfriend is represented as, as a hologram and is restricted to 
his apartment and in one particular projector that can swing around so she can move around the apartment a little bit but as a present he gets a little portable device so she can move anywhere he can even take her out of the apartment which is cool and then there are other yeah they can and then there and they do and then there are other upgrades that go along but they have a real relationship because the program is so well developed that it acts like a person so you really get into the question of what what is it that makes a a human a human and it, it it does explore that to some extent much better than a lot of movies that have looked at that same thing and that's just a little subplot it doesn't really affect the outcome of the film that much it does to some extent but and I don't really want to go into any other detail other than that to spoil it other than that if you like science fiction you absolutely have to go see Blade Runner because Blade Runner 2049 does use the the premise the science fiction plot to examine what it's like to be a person to examine questions that we have like in our world now that's what it does and I know that sounds Ooh, really hey this is too heady and I'm not going to get it and, and yeah exactly but it, at the same time it's a very cool detective story and you follow it and there are lots of twists and turns and it's an action film not a ton of action but the action sequences that are there are great. There are great fight scenes, including the one when Harrison Ford actually belts Ryan Gosling. And it's so well done, I couldn't tell which one it was. So uh, it's Harrison Ford is excellent in this film. Uh, he shows up later in the film, I'll just say that. But it's not just some little one-off cameo. He's terrific in the film. Gosling is terrific in the film. The It looks incredible. Um, and unlike a lot of the films that have looked incredible this year <clears throat> ghost in the shell thank you very much i know you were going to come up with that one <clears throat> well seeing as it was blade runner except <laughs> except not good yeah yeah this is blade runner except really really good um Oops. you definitely want to see if it's been a while like 30 years since you've seen blade runner watch it again it's available it's out there i think maybe it'll cost you a few dollars to stream but watch it before you see this if you, you don't watch it on movies film. anywhere Oh, yeah, there you go. Maybe. Probably. If it's one of the 7,300 movies that they have available, and they're probably not smart enough to have done that. But oops, Blade Runner 2049 is just an incredibly good movie. I'm going to see it again next week because, as our good friend Ted had said, and I need to speak with Ted, and we may be speaking with Ted soon because he wanted to um, have us us talk about on his show. But Ah. uh, it's just an incredible, incredible movie, and you you almost need to watch it more than once because there's so much going on in this movie. Uh, yeah, don't fall asleep uh, during this film at any point. You won't, unless you're Rob, because Rob fell asleep during the first one. But... Well, it's not my fault. <laughs> but, yeah, it is an, an incredible, terrific, wonderful movie. It should be nominated for Best Picture. It won't be... Uh, just because science fiction movies typically aren't, but man, what a what an incredible piece of film artistry this is! I mean, it's just it's perfect. I, I have to ask you the one big question, and I probably won't answer. It, well, no, it's this is not a spoiler as such. <laughs> oh, okay, as such. What I want to know is, 
Yes. Because because coming out of the first movie, the big question that, mm-hmm. that kind of loomed was, is Deckard actually a replicant himself? And I'm not going to ask you if he is or isn't. I'm going to ask you if we do, actually find yeah, out. Do they answer the question? Uh, I don't even want to answer that. Fine. Be that way. So there. He has a dog. Batu had a dog. And there's a question. The and there's and a question as to whether or not the dog is a replicant. Well, I don't care about the dog. <laughs> it's a very good possibility that whether it's a replicant or not, I'm still allergic to it, so I can't bring myself to care about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does answer, I'll just say it does answer a lot of questions. And okay. in some cases, it answers questions and then it changes the answer later as the film continues. I hate people who do that. I mean, okay, good. <clears throat> no, it's, it, you think, oh, this is how this is what happens, and this is how things are, and then, oh no, plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. But I mean, very well done. Not just for the sake of having a plot twist, because it's it makes the film better. So as opposed to just, ha ha, we fooled you, kind of crap. That that gets annoying after a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a, a incredibly good film and i i can't i hate to oversell movies because then you, you just kind of set people up for disappointment but i i really can't imagine anyone going to this film and being disappointed if they liked the first one now if they didn't like the first one or they were just kind of okay with it it's like well you know that makes sense it's just not your particular it's type of film thing. because right. as you said this is not a huge crowd-pleasing kind of film that there's too much going on it's a very intricate plot this was this was never going to be and despite the fact that they budgeted like it was going to be right. a massive hit and I, I'm, I'm glad they spent the money on it but it's kind of hmm you, you guys do know how much money the first one made right like not much a dollar ninety five yeah basically so Anyway, it it is a terrific, terrific movie, and don't look at the box office and think, well, you know, must not be very good. No one's going to see it. It's like, uh, for a long time, Home Alone was the top box office comedy of all time. And if you really think Home Alone is the funniest movie you've ever seen, compared to every other comedy, more often. Yeah, exactly. Not that it's a bad movie, but box office is, is is hardly the the final indicator of quality or sure as hell shouldn't be yeah that's true speaking of which you actually saw another movie that i suspect is not going to be in the top 10 this week well it, it might be in the top 10 just because well actually for lack of other things that are in the top yeah, 10 exactly list. exactly yeah it's not going to be a blockbuster that's for sure although but, i'm actually but, almost more interested in seeing this than i am blade runner just because it, it the, the concept i like oh it yeah it's it's, this is also an excellent film, and at some point I will actually say what movie we're talking about. But it, yeah, it couldn't be more different from from Blade Runner. Um, but the, but it does have a tie-in to a film which was a huge, a huge box office hit, which is Wonder Woman. And the movie is P- Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, which is actually the origin story of not of the character per se but of the comic this is about the person who created or persons perhaps is better put he created Wonder Woman and yes he was indeed a professor he was a Harvard professor of psychology also just happens to be 
one of the co-inventors of the lie detector, which is interesting. Um, that's that's a bizarre combination. It is. Well, it makes more sense as you as you go into it as you watch the film because the film is a wide. Well, no, now that I'm th- just now thinking about it. Wait a minute, the lasso of truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's where that came from. Um, he had this. He had a theory of psychology which tied into dominance and submission, dominance inducement, submission compliance. Those were his four basis of human behavior as he saw it. And Wonder Woman just be, gradually became an outgrowth of that of his particular philosophy. A, he was married to a person who, who would have been a psychologist except Harvard wouldn't give her her doctorate because ooh, you're a, you're a girl lady. We aren't going to do that for you. You have to take yours from Radcliffe. Um, That's annoying. It's yeah. It starts in the twenties, and it's about their relationship. And they had a relationship with another young lady, and there has been talk about oh, this isn't accurate, and there's no proof that the two women ever had any kind of a sexual relationship. They were just friends who lived together for the rest of their lives after Marston passed away. Which you know, people die. This start this started in the twenties. So shocker, he, he you know he wound up dead. Uh, amazing that how that happens, right? So, not a spoiler yeah. alert. It's not like he gets hit by a truck in the middle of the movie. So, calm down. Uh, and it doesn't there was matter. Was a shower scene with it? No, that was yeah. Movie. It, it does. It doesn't matter if they actually had a relationship or not because it's not a documentary. It's a movie. It's a piece of fiction based on real life. So I don't care how accurate the details are. It's more just a tale of how this character came up. And when, when they first announced this, actually, when they first were hyping Wonder Woman, my daughter, Kate, who is has kind of an evil, funny mind, just constantly would talk about how bizarre the Wonder Woman character was when she first came up. Because there, t- every comic, literally every comic Wonder Woman had some bondage scene in it, every single one, for, yeah. for years and years. And they, that's part of the film, is they're having a hearing... With it wasn't the Catholic Board of Decency, but something similar to that, and they're threatening to pull Wonder Woman off the shelves, all this, well, to to ban it, et cetera, et cetera. And his response at one point was to instead of cut the amount of bondage in half, as his publisher told him to do, to triple the bondage scenes. Hey, <laughs> and they had an interesting life, the, the relationship between these three people, but. but and if you're upset about, let's just say, alternative lifestyles, okay, this is not going to be your cup of tea either. Don't go see this movie like one person who reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes and was just talking about how, oh, my God, how awful. Just a viewer, not not a uh, critic. Oh, this is terrible. These people are terrible. It's like maybe you should have looked into it just a tiny bit before you went to see it. And, you know, if you're going to take your Bible with you to the movies, well, then don't go to this particular movie. You should learn a little more about movies before you walk in the damn door. The kind of, kind of people who would think, I want to go see Fifty Shades of Grey because I think it's a documentary about Sherwin-Williams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, and again, like the kind of people who complain, you know, oh, this movie's too violent for my children. It's rated R. Why did you take your six-year-old dumbass? Because Same concept. Anyway, if that kind of lifestyle bothers you, well, then don't go see it. 
you, you're going to hate it, so save yourself some money, stupid. However, if you have a relatively open mind, doesn't mean you have to endorse it, doesn't mean you have to go home and say, honey, how about moving in with the hot next-door next door neighbor lady, you know. You I've got some new it. ideas, dear. No. Yeah, exactly, but <laughs> the acting is incredible. Uh, Rebecca Hall, who plays Mrs. Marston, she is fantastic. She... I will be really pissed off if she's not nominated for an Oscar because she deserves it because it's a, she does an incredible job in this movie. It's a really, really good movie. It's a great examination of, of relationships. That's what it's about and how complicated it can be and how tough it is to live when society doesn't accept who you are and the pressures that puts you under. And it's also an interesting look at a character which is incredibly popular uh, now more so than ever in how she started and again this is fictionalized so I I sincerely doubt that the scene which really is like the genesis of the Wonder Woman character ever happened but or at least that way yeah but it's a documentary I mean I'm sorry it's not a documentary it's, oh yeah I just blew that that was stupid we'll cut this part out it's not a documentary so who cares? It's more entertaining. That's the point of a film that's fiction based on facts. Uh, when they first announced this film months ago, I thought this is going to be such a bizarre movie because it just seemed like it was going to be so off the wall and weird. And in some ways it is, but the acting is so good and the script is so well done and they treat the characters with so much respect. It's really fascinating. And it, this is not going to be making a whole lot of money. Uh, just because, talk about a niche movie, it's like, oh, this is about how... Uh, if they decided to make a movie about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby sitting around one afternoon and coming up with Spider-Man, I don't see that movie making a ton of money, right? Right. And this is definitely far more out there. So this movie is never going to make a ton of money, but I really hope anybody who's interested in it movie about relationships goes see this goes to see this movie because it's really really well done excellent movie just because we brought up wonder woman and dc comics and everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I want to throw this story out because i don't know if you've ever heard this are you familiar with the character power girl oh yeah yeah who is uh, uh okay and bear with me because this is going to get uh, slightly sexist but there is a reason uh what is the most let's say prominent feature that power girl has the power girl window in her costume yeah which reveals yeah uh everest and kilimanjaro apparently mm -hmm. now do, do you know why she's drawn that way i assume because they wanted to appeal to 12 year old boys that's part of it um the other part and i, I thought this was interesting when she was first got her own book um, the artist whose name has escaped me completely um, was annoyed that they that the character who they've been doing a really good job of writing good stories for wasn't getting a whole lot of attention. So gradually over a year, he would make her breasts slightly larger in issue, mm. each issue until they got to the point where the editors went, hang on a minute, when did those get that big? And by then they went, well, we're not shrinking them, so there look at the sales ha 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 anyway that's why she's drawn that way i just found that story amusing and 
almost related to Wonder Woman. It's it's almost as if Harvey Weinstein had created the character. Well, you'd you'd think, and yet, jeez, uh, do you want to go into that already? I guess we can. No, we can, we can come back to it. We can well, I was thinking we have a, a a crime thing that that you saw this week. I have seen also. four episodes of it on uh, Netflix called Mindhunter, which is based on I think a seventy nineteen seventy six book. Might have been a little later. Um, I'm, in, I'm I'm actually really interested in this too because it, it, it's really it's so far it's really good it it's it is not at all like watching Criminal Minds for example something like that where there or any of the movies you've seen about profilers because they're not on this desperate hunt to track down the person and solve the crime although there are a, a couple crimes solved and people brought to justice. It's much more about how the profiling unit came into being, how this worked. And it's, so it's kind of a background of, of how this all came to be. Kind of like the Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman thing, but without the kink. Um, although there is actually some of that in it because it's, you know, anyway. It's a Netflix so, series. It's a Netflix series, so yeah, there are there are some sex scenes. <laughs> so again, don't sit down and watch watch it with your six year old because he's interested in serial killers, you freak. Uh, because there's sex scenes, and you know we don't want to see that. The murder scenes are okay, of course. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Um, anyway, but it is a really really interesting look at how this all came to be and the struggle that the lead character has. And that the partnership that he has with another FBI agent who was already in the behavioral sciences unit, but they had not, they weren't at the point where, well, basically the FBI was not interested in talking to to killers that they'd already captured. They felt they're, hey, they're captured. There's nothing to learn from them. Why would he? Want, why do we want to talk to these freaks? And these two agents thought, you know, maybe we can kind of learn what makes these guys tick. So maybe this will help us catch the freaks that are still out there. So, very interesting show. And again, it's not a procedural. There's not a ton of action. There's not as like, oh my god, let's you know look at the clock. Time's ticking away. What's going to happen next? Kind of thing. Although it starts off with a scene very much like that, you know, a hostage negotiation situation, which is very compelling and draw you in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Really, really good show. Good acting. Um, not like the best. Thing I've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination and again it's not a documentary so probably played with the truth a little bit on this one but it will mention if you're a serial killer fan it will mention some of your faves because they're in there but again these are people <laughs> who are way back in the day like Son of Sam um, the co-ed killer stuff like that but really John Douglas that was the that's the agent's name who wrote the book, which I actually read when it came out, which was it's a really interesting book because, again, it's the same story and of how the FBI was very resistant to the concept of trying to learn how crazy thinks, as they put it in, in the series at one point, which, looking back at it, you kind of think, it was like, why on earth wouldn't they try to find that out? But that was just the thought process back then. So, really cool. Wow. So, very very cool show definitely worth watching hopefully they uh they renew it because like i said i'm only about halfway through but i'm sure it will just continue to be a really good series very entertaining in a dark kind of eh, way 
which I guess does actually bring us back to the uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing. Yeah. And I was wondering, <laughs> uh, because uh, Amazon's Roy Price was uh, what fired recently mm-hmm. for the same thing. So Amazon's Roy Price is the new Harvey Weinstein, is the new Bill Cosby, is the new black? What? Yeah. And, and culturally, culturally, Bill Bill Cosby was a bigger thing because, I mean, he's a cultural icon. Harvey Weinstein isn't. I mean, as, who the as, hell knows? At least not as much. Yeah. But, yeah. but as far as the influence on the industry, Weinstein is huge. Yeah. Uh, because without Weinstein, the thing with Price wouldn't have happened. And so we're, we're seeing the continuation of what's started back with Roger Ailes and all the rest of it. And this keeps on going on, which is a very, very good thing. Uh, as far as the entertainment industry, it is having some odd repercussions. Uh, for instance, almost any production from the Weinstein Company, they're getting shelved. Uh, there's a film, Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be, is well, will eventually. He's playing Thomas Edison in a movie called The Current War. Uh, that's getting bumped. It probably won't be released this year at all. So there was early buzz that, oh, you know, this is this is an Oscar worthy film. You know, the film itself or his performance looks like it's not going to happen. Not this year. Uh, there are a couple series that Amazon, interestingly, that Amazon dropped them. But again, Weinstein Company was producing these. They're, they're, they've decided, nope, or not. One of them, they'd already spent $40 million in development, Ouch. and that's axed. So this is having big repercussions just on the business side, and that's just that's hardly the story. But I just wanted to mention that. So it's it's not just about the social aspect of it. The social aspect is like a hundred times more important, of course. Yeah. Um, there's an article in the Washington Post talking about basically how you know what's the approach? How do we solve this? And some people have said, well, you know. One person had said, well, we should follow the, the Mike Pence thing, which sounds ridiculous. But uh, if you are never alone with a female, that does remove the possibility of well, one-on-one. Anyway. Yeah, well, okay. one-on-one. Of, of one-on-one. It doesn't remove the possibility at all of any kind of harassment, but it just eliminates See the... See Professor the, Marsden and the Wonder Women. Yeah, exactly. It eliminates the he said, she said kind of aspect, which is ridiculous if that's what you have to do. Um and that there are different standards that people are talking about incorporating, which is which is good uh, to help make sure this doesn't happen. Uh, the way you make sure it doesn't happen, though, is if you have a little boy, you teach him that little girls are people, too. Shocker. Uh, you might really? want to teach your children that every other human they come into contact with has just as much value as they do. And then maybe they won't look on places like Puerto Rico and think of them as foreign countries. Or the U.S. Virgin Islands as another country, and that way when you with grow a separate up to be, president. Yeah, exactly. You, when you grow up to be president, you won't refer to the fact that you met the president of the U.S. Virgin Islands because you're so stupid you don't realize that you are the president of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, maybe you that won't was say funny. But... Maybe you won't say things like uh, "I can do anything I want. I can grab him by the pussy," and you can still get elected to be president. So it's not about setting rules to make sure it doesn't happen it's about teaching people not to be predatory scum bastard jerks maybe that's a thought maybe you shouldn't accept when people say oh it's okay to grab a woman and 
claim that she likes it or actually say that there's nothing she can do about it. Just the thought that maybe the problem goes deeper than the entertainment industry. Yeah. Just the thought. So let's not worry so much about setting up rules on how we can have meetings. Let's talk about when people demonstrate predatory behaviors by their actions that they claim or by the speeches that they make that we hold them accountable for that and not just dismiss it as locker room talk because frankly why is anything that Harvey Weinstein has done which includes allegations of rape which I have no doubt he did because there's a lot of allegations like like Bill Cosby why isn't that just locker room talk I'm sorry. I don't know. Grabbing someone by their genitalia kind of sounds like sexual assault. So I'm not sure why that is dismissed as locker room talk and then other people are potentially facing jail time as they should. I don't really see that disconnect. So if you are outraged over Harvey Weinstein and you voted for a particular person who doesn't realize that he is the president of various U.S. territories, maybe you should take a look at your own thought process. Again, Weinstein needs to go away for a very long time, like until he's dead, if, if these allegations are true and there's no reason to think they're not. Uh, Bill O'Reilly should be in the same cell. You know, uh, there are a lot of people <laughs> out there. And in a way, I'm kind of uh, – well, I'm not glad that, this, that Weinstein did this, but I'm glad it came out because it shows that just because you have liberal politics doesn't mean that you're a good person. No, you can be a total piece of crap scumbag, too. So let's take politics out of it and think about how the standards that we hold people to and think really deeply about that and not just point to, oh, this person's terrible. It's like the behavior is terrible, regardless of who's doing it. And don't be so dismissive of it's just locker room talk because locker room talk turns into action outside of the locker room. Yeah. And, and, Ah, it just it's infuriating that people say oh well this is the way to handle it and it's like handle it because people are de- deserve to be treated as human beings regardless of their gender or race or religious beliefs just stop thinking that you're better than everybody else that's what it stems from yes I will agree anyway Meanwhile. Not, not very entertaining but I feel better well here I can I'll, I'll bring this up I looked up uh, the whole Time Magazine did a, uh, a whole overview of the entire situation, um, including Rose McGowan, who said she was one mm-hmm. of the women who got raped, uh, who strangely, when she talked about it on Twitter, had her Twitter account suspended. Oh, how dare she? Well, I'm thinking, you know, there's this other guy who just about started World War III over Twitter. Why isn't his account, account suspended? Well, that's not inflammatory, but apparently... No, it's literal flammatory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Time Magazine, I think, <sighs> did mess up uh, uh, one substantial thing. Because uh, you know how they have the related stories section as you go through? Mm-hmm. A lot of websites have this. You're reading about uh, uh, Porsche. Would you like to read this article on Ferrari? I get that. In this one, it's you're reading about Harvey Weinstein and his sexual escapades and whatever. Would you like to read this story about how Tamagotchis are coming back? <laughs> yeah. like, um, sure. Are you sure that these are... <clears throat> so, moving on from 
bad news, let, let's go to something good. Um, Universal Studios still owns the rights to The Incredible Hulk in as far as using him in a solo movie, which means we're probably not going to see Mark Ruffalo play the Hulk in a standalone Hulk movie. However, <laughs> Ruffalo says that the next three movies that Marvel's putting out, the, the, the next massive three movies, being the upcoming Thor Ragnarok and Avengers 3 and 4, are basically going to be a big Hulk trilogy with a lot of Hulk stuff going on. Uh, do you think that makes up for not having a standalone Hulk movie? If they do it correctly and not just make it a whole, uh, you know, Hulk with everybody else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the background. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because I don't really want to see another standalone Hulk movie until I get my damn Black Widow standalone movie. Okay. They, they've had two standalone Hulk movies already. And I mean, I liked both of them. Well, only uh, one of them was in the MCU, but yeah, which, which is true, but the other one does exist. So it's not like it's not out there. Uh, right. Yeah. I kind of, there are other characters they need to do before they do that. I mean, I, I love what they're doing with the whole character, with the evolution of the character. It's cool that he's going to be a central figure. I'm, I'm happy with that, but I would be fine if they don't do a standalone Hulk movie for 20 years because there, there's been a lot of the character out there as opposed to, can we please, 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 you know? Right. You know, I okay. mean, yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. Um, let's see other movies, other movie news. Halloween is coming up and it is. is getting, uh, some new movies based on the Halloween series, the Mike Myers thing. No, not Shrek. Um, or the love guru. Mm, yeah, so, uh, uh, and yet no, uh, the Halloween new movies are going to ignore Halloween two and go off in a different direction. They said it's going to be kind of a parallel universe story and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis will be involved. I hope they... Oh, that's very cool. I hope they really ignore Halloween 3, which had nothing to do... <laughs> Supposedly they will. Um, with Halloween, because that was totally different. Um, yeah, that's can, fine. Are, are they going to ignore Halloween H2O and... and Jesus. It's my understanding that they're going from one, and instead of turning left at the fork in the road, they're going to go right and ignore all the sequels. Are we going to get a digital Donald Pleasance? That would be awesome. Just for a cameo. That would make me happy. I really don't like this whole stuff of the digital recreations, and I, but that would be slick because Donald Pleasance was so important to that film. So um, that would be nice. Just a scene. Maybe just, okay, just have a picture of him somewhere. That would be <laughs> nice, too. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this past Friday the 13th, which was yeah, Yesterday. October, Friday the 13th. How big and... Today, I guess the Halloween theme uh, was remixed by Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails and Atticus Ross of pretty much of Nine Inch Nails as well. Um, it came out it, completely remixed. And if you find the full version, it's good. I'm going to warn you about the Amazon preview. Uh, because this is actually a it's it's like a seven minute song it is the full theme 
Nice. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, like I said, find it on YouTube where they released it, and that's fine, and it sounds good. But if you go uh, find the site I did that said, you can catch a preview of it on Amazon, and I went, okay, I'll catch a preview of it on Amazon. Click. The preview is 30 seconds long. The first 15 of it is static. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. Well, that's the way the theme starts. The second 15 seconds is three notes that don't really go well together. Mm. Love you, Trent, but the... do a better version of the preview or Amazon. Hello. What were you thinking with this is the, so ignore this preview and go for the full version on YouTube. Interesting. Uh, which by the way, just a shout out to John Carpenter, who of course also composed the theme because he composed yes. the theme of a lot of his, he scored a lot of his films, which i somehow I missed. Uh, I was watching, rewatching the thing, not the remake, not the prequel and not the old 50s one which is a really good movie but, nothing to do with Ben Grimm but right which yeah good thing too but Carpenter's classic film and right. for some reason I just had kind of assumed that he had scored it and had forgotten that Ennio Marconi who did the, the fantastic composer of all the spaghetti westerns scored um, the thing which the music is so important to that because it's so, so oppressive and just kind of just feels makes you feel closed in and it's a really creepy scary theme and it's really very 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 cool really like the score for that so anyway yes I will go after our show I will go listen to Trent Reznor's version because I'm sure it's very 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 cool he does some very cool stuff um, let's see there was a bunch of trailers that came out this week and some that should have but didn't I'm I'll sad. Get to those in a minute. Um, I guess the big one of the week, the last Jedi trailer, the last of the last Jedi trailers. And I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Rian, what is it? Rian Johnson, the director of the movie, came out and said, "If yeah. you want, uh, don't see this trailer." <laughs> yeah. And I went, "Wait, what?" Uh, he tried to uh, clarify this later by saying. If you want to be completely surprised going into the movie, don't see the trailer. Oh, well, isn't that true of any trailer? Yeah. And he went on to say, oh, I watch all the trailers anyway. Don't listen to me. I'm like, oh, you you know, just shut up. And on with the trailer. Um, It looked good. I just had two questions. One is the, the Imperial Walkers, which have been brought back which I think is good. Uh, why do they, I don't know if you noticed this, they have that whole uh, monkey ape thing going on with their front legs. Did you notice that? I'm not sure. That's, that, that, yeah, that's Where not a thing. They're, they're walking on the, the backs of their hands, basically, is what it looks like, which is kind of odd. But that's me being picky. The other thing that I didn't like was Kylo Ren in his X-Fighter, X-Fighter, TIE Fighter, jeez, what's wrong with me today, um, without a helmet. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I, read, I yes. read as much of the extended universe stuff to know that the reason they wear the armor in the TIE Fighter is because the TIE Fighters do not have atmospheric generators. You have to wear a space suit in the TIE Fighter. 
Kylo Ren flying around. Maybe they just upgraded the TIE fighter so he doesn't need to wear the helmet. Dramatically, he needs to wear the helmet. I, I, this is such a terrible choice. This is one of the reasons I I can't say I don't like the the Awakening film, but it's one of the problems I have with it. And I, I, He looks like a baby sna- uh, Snape from Harry he's, Potter. He's, he's, so, he's so whiny the entire time. And I get that, okay, he's he's growing into his role as the big bad. That's fine. I think that's a mistake also. But, okay, if that's what they're doing, fine, whatever. But would, would Darth Vader have been nearly as fearsome if you had seen him with his helmet off most of the time from the very first film? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking no, especially if they went with whoever played the grandfather weird-looking Wizard of Oz type character at the very end. Sebastian Shaw. Um, I know the answer to that one. It's not. It's not the Sebastian Shaw I'm thinking of. But anyway, uh, no, that's, that's the guy from Sebastian the Hellfire Stan. Club in the yeah. X Men movies. Yeah. Anyway, it's it, he doesn't. Strike that's why any, I remember because they have the same name. Anyway, there you go. He doesn't strike any fear into anyone's heart because he's just he's just this guy and he's this young guy and he's this whiny guy. And granted, he can whine with a helmet on, but maybe it would make him feel like more of a badass and he wouldn't be such a little whiny punk. Uh, I think it's a terrible mistake to constantly show him, oh, now, oh, he's got a scar, so now he's badass. No, he just got his He's got butt a band-aid kicked. over the scar, too, which is... Yeah, and he got his butt kicked by a novice. It's like, yeah, yeah he's so badass. He's been training virtually all his life, and he got he got the crap beat out of him by someone who, I don't know, realized she had the force for, what, 15 minutes? Longer than that, but still. It's ridiculous. And, and they and here they're continually to disarm this character. Maybe we're not supposed to be afraid of him, and if that's the big reveal, is like, oh, he was just a pawn, which, in reality, Darth Vader was just a pawn. I mean, he it did yeah. answer to Grand Moff Tarkin, who answered to the, the Emperor. It's like, okay, I get that, if that's what they're doing, but again, that's a stupid choice. I, it's, it's a very, very poor choice to continually show this guy without his helmet, and the helmet doesn't look that great anyway. Maybe that's what no. they're thinking. Is like, eh, helmet kind of sucks because it does. Uh, I'm not really on board with what they have done. Uh, it's miles ahead of the god awful prequels, but the Force Awakens was was just the first movie rehashed. There wasn't anything really all that different or interesting in it for me. It's like, okay, the plot points are the same. It's like you change the characters around, but eh, okay, fine, whatever. And the big villain is is a whiny punk who doesn't scare anybody. I mean, kids were terrified of Darth Vader. It's like, yeah. who the hell is scared of this guy? He's he sucks. Vader, I think, is um, in a recent survey uh, the number two scariest villain in yeah, the exactly. history of the- movies, uh, behind yeah. weirdly Cruella Deville. Yeah. Uh, and he, he constantly shows up as one of the top villains of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does this guy show up? Five hundred, maybe. Yeah. Uh, for for fifth graders, I mean, I don't care about this character. I I don't either, really. He's he's and it's not the actor. It's the the writing. It sucks. The direction sucks. Again, you know, oh, not using come on, the it's helmet. Not that bad. It is that bad. As I, I that's why I it's not as good as it should invested. be. But it, yeah, I don't know. No, that particular character. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy the movie, but it's, there's no sense to me. There's no real sense of danger, danger or threat because danger the guy, Will Robinson, danger. Yeah, 
the the standalone film had a better villain and he was basically a freaking administrator true uh, you know it's like he was so low on the totem pole who you know he's meaningless to i mean if he got killed off eh, okay whatever <laughs> you know they wouldn't have i'm sorry the new order whatever the hell they call it they wouldn't even have blinked if that guy gets killed off or when he whatever i'm not even gonna spoil that for you if you haven't seen the movie that came out last year but and unless they fix this this is like on the, this is bigger than the iron fist debacle level to me Ouch. because he's the character is so poorly done and again it's not the actor it's the way it's written and the way it's filmed it's like turn this guy into the badass you better do it and that that includes the fact that he he offs a very important character and if somehow you haven't seen the movie i'm not going to spoil it for you but he does something that which is just oh what a maybe one of the most bad acts as an evil axe in the entire Star Wars opus, and it still doesn't really make him a badass. Nope. So it's like, fix it. Because until you fix it, I'm not invested because he doesn't scare me. He's just he's just this whiny 15-year-old, and he's not 15, but that's what he acts like. Unfortunately. And that's what he looks like, because he's got his helmet off all the damn time. <laughs> Oh, let's go to another... It, it, okay, this one is not so much a trailer as it is a commercial. <laughs> um, and I love this. this it was a, uh, a tie-in between... Oh, crap, I forgot. Was it Gillette? Gillette, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gillette and the forthcoming Justice League movie. And if you have the opportunity to, to see this commercial, go right ahead. Um, not now. You're not, listening not to now. us. Wait till the end of the show. Yeah, there you but go. they're they're talking about how <laughs> how to build a razor for the next generation of uh, of superheroes, and it, it goes through the whole Justice League with how do you make a razor for Flash? How do you get razor burn at Mach twenty five? Yeah, uh, there's a picture of Superman's costume saying, "Oh no, with the Superman project, we don't need to do that anymore. He's dead." Um, how do you make a razor for Batman? He's got everything. You paint it black. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's just very, a, it, very, it's very funny. Cleverly done commercial, and it's uh, got a big tie-in for the Justice League. And it looks good. It does. And they're selling Justice League gift packs. Ooh, who knew that was coming? Um, this ad has more fun in it than the entire Batman v Superman movie did. Absolutely. And it's, what, 30 seconds? Um, <laughs> no, it, it's a full minute. No, oh, is it a full minute? It okay, is a well, full minute. The Justice League kit has one razor and two cartridges, one shave gel, one aluminum zirconium. Okay, that's just what's inside it. Right. Um, no, one deodorant. A cubic and zirconium? One, what? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> has a razor, has two cartridges, a shave gel, deodorant, and body wash. So... Batman not included. And, and Batman is not included, although he, he is quite large. And, and apparently, according to Gillette, Superman will be in the movie because he's on the box Uh-oh. of Justice. Ooh. We know he's in the movie. Someone was naughty. They put Superman on there. And he he, he still looks constipated. So, yeah. Someone, I, guess he's, uh, I guess he's still angry. That's see, I, th- I think that's something they, they've at least done correctly. We know who's going to be in the movie. Yes. Beforehand, as opposed to, let's say, another movie that had a trailer this week called The New Mutants, which came out 
Friday, October 13th, the scariest day of the world. And so this is a horror movie set in the X-Men universe using allegedly the characters uh, from the comic, The New Mutants, which was created at a time uh, just after the the whole brood storyline in the X-Men comics where everyone thought the X-Men were dead. So they recruited a new team, thus calling them the New Mutants. Ooh, heh, see? Cute. Works. How about that? Um, and by the way, that is brood is in the large, big alien things, not Gangrel, Edge, and Christian from the WWF. Oh, too bad. I really like Gangrel. Uh, I'm, he's, appearing, he's appearing locally next month. Hey, go yeah. get an autograph for me. Um, nope. Or no, not. I'm not um, going to go. <laughs> anyway, the the New Mutants movie is set up to be a horror movie with uh, the mutants, mutant characters being the, most of the same characters from the book. Uh, Karma is for some reason missing, except in the fact that you're going to see it in the box office. Because <laughs> one thing they forgot to put in Clever. In, in this movie, or at least in the trailer... Were any of the new mutants using any of their abilities? <laughs> That's a good idea. There is absolutely no sign. I mean, they, they mention, do you know what a mutant is? Other mm. than that, it just looks like a horror movie. Mm. Uh, none of the characters show any signs of being able to do anything. Um, and, now, and now it looks like a good horror movie. They stole Pink Floyd's... Um, another brick in the wall part to the creepy children in the background and they made them creepier and other than that no it just looks like a horror movie and i'm gonna go out on a limb and predict a spoiler so if you don't want to know this come back in a whopping 15 seconds one of the characters in the movie is danny moonstar her ability is to create illusions now one of the things in this movie is lots of illusions that look like they're attacking people so it's really going to turn out to all be Danny. She did it. Mm. You can listen again. <laughs> That's just my I, prediction. It's interesting that <laughs> Fox does overall. They do such a god awful job. They do with 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 their. I mean, they have done some decent X Men films. I mean, scenes. They've done some decent X Men scenes. Uh, X Two was good. And that's only about 150 years old. And Deadpool was good. And and Logan was good, although it certainly could have been much better. Yes. But it's you would kind of think they would remember to show that these characters are have superpowers when you're doing a superpower horror movie. And so people would see the trailer and they'll realize, I mean, yeah, it's granted it's called New Mutants, but you're also dealing with a lot of people who probably don't even realize those are X-Men characters. Um, yeah. I so mean, this the term is, mutant this... doesn't necessarily mean X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, in, and in the horror, uni- the overall universe of horror, I mean, the mutants are typically, you know, weird, weird, pasty white creatures that live underground somewhere and they eat people because that's mm. usually how yeah. it works out. So that's kind of a really big mistake to be making a x-men based horror movie and then not make it clear that these are x-men in the trailer because otherwise it just looks like a bunch of teenagers trying to escape which is about one-third of all horror movies 
Yeah. You're really not setting yourself out there. And of course, it's the first trailer, and they can fix that. There's plenty of time. But it just, again, Fox just continues to miss the mark so often. It's really, really, really odd. Now, you mentioned time. That's something that we're still, you know, there's still plenty of before the next two movies that I'm going to mention come out. But a lot of people have been wondering where the trailer for the Infinity War is. Because we saw footage at Comic Con, mm-hmm, you know, through YouTube, because we couldn't afford to go. Um, it was announced this week from Marvel Studios Vice President Louis Desposito. Desperado? What? Anyway, uh, he said uh, it's still being worked on because the special effects weren't completely finished. Now it's going to be coming soon. Although it's not coming out with Thor. So people are thinking because Disney owns Marvel and what's that other big movie they have coming out this year? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. That's where it's going to be attached to Star Wars. I like the idea. Gives them another month. Don't attach it to Star Wars. Because before Star Wars comes out, there's a movie that comes out the week before that. Attach it to Justice League find a way to do that just wouldn't that be beautiful it would be beautiful and i can't remember which dc film it was but there was a trailer for a marvel property before a dc film that i've seen recently it might have been wonder woman uh maybe it was back on suicide squad but i mean that's up to the theater chains right as well too so it would make perfect sense um Although, yeah, why not <clears throat> why not uh and ragnarok when it comes out well, for the, for the rest of... This annoys me. For the rest of the world, it's this month. For the United States, where the character was created, next month. And you wonder why piracy happens. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like... <laughs> hello? As you've said before multiple times, Anna, go ahead and say it right now. Yeah, release. stupid. Release, yeah, re- release them all on the same damn day worldwide. That's hello. ridiculous. If you don't want piracy to happen... Yeah, it's an easy way of stopping, yeah, if exactly. not all, a good chunk. Uh, anyway, sure. Ragnarok is supposed to have a Black Panther trailer in front of it. Beautiful. So that's cool. Yeah, very cool because the – and again, going back to music, and it's kind of weird, but okay. that's one of the most exciting – and I know it's odd, but to me one of the most exciting things about the Black Panther trailer that's out is the music at the end. It has yeah. a completely different vibe from any other superhero film I've seen. I mean, and it's just it's just a little bit of simple percussion, but it just it helps establish this is a totally separate world from what you've seen other than just a couple little pieces in films. But you're going to get immersed in it. And I really, really like that. That's very cool. And now we come to a section of our show that I call any comments. Uh <laughs> There's quite a few things to go through this week. We've got Gillian Anderson is leaving the X-Files after this season. Do you care? Um, considering that I didn't really enjoy the the relaunch, reboot, whatever, no. Okay. Which makes which makes me sad because I really wanted to – because I really enjoyed the X-Files for like the first six seasons. And it, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it was just they didn't recapture it for yeah. me. Just like, I don't really care if she doesn't come back. Actually, it's a good thing because if she doesn't come back, maybe it'll just say, you know what? 
and we're uh, done. And we're and again, there will be a second. Se- that's the second season is already done. Yeah, it's just she's not coming back. She's already said she's not coming back for a third, or she's not interested. And why would she not be interested? My guess is because because the writing just doesn't really grab her attention. She's got better things to do. I would think that if the writing was as good as it was in the original series, why wouldn't you come back? A, a, a nice paycheck and a fun paycheck. And right. if it's not enjoyable, why the hell do it? So, you know, good decision on her part. Similar news. Actor Victor Garber is leaving Legends of Tomorrow to do Hello, Dolly! on Broadway. Uh, the, he plays the character Martin Stein, who is half of the character Firestorm, which makes me wonder if they're getting rid of the character of Firestorm or how they're going to do that, because uh, he, he's a binary character. Which And that's an interesting character, and I've seen some of the show, and the show just doesn't... Have, Shows never really grab my attention. I don't really yeah. care. That's an interesting character, and he's a cool part he's of it. He's one of the few characters I actually really do like on it. But yeah, he is a very interesting character. And I, I, despite the fact that there are a lot of secondary DC characters that are on that show, I, the show's not interesting enough for me. I just don't really care about it. I've seen probably three episodes, and nope, not for me. I, I was amused to... Uh catch my wife watching the movie version of the Broadway play Godspell where he played Jesus wearing a Superman shirt. It just amused me. <laughs> that is interesting. Maybe he's uh, going to go back and play God and Foreshadowing. I don't know. Uh, they announced a release date for the Channing Tatum-led Gambit movie. It's going to be Valentine's Day 2019. Sure I have is. lost all interest in this movie. I never was. See, Inter- interested because I don't really care about the character Gambit. I don't think it's worth a standalone picture. I, he was never that interested in a character in the comics to me. So, I, yeah, okay, fine. Yay. Sure, it's coming out in 2019. Sure it is. Sure it is. It's only 20, been delayed every other week. Yeah, 2039, played Maybe. by his grandson. Okay, I buy that news. I, 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 I fi- yeah, I find that to be more credible than... than this thing is actually going to get released in, in this decade. Well, in, in similar news, uh, writer Mike, and bear with me on this, Vukadinovich. I like it. You know, I think I might have gotten that right. Uh, is is scheduled to be rewriting Beetlejuice two, which has been in uh, what production hell almost as long as Gambit has. Do you think they're ever going to get around to making this? Mm, they better hurry up. You'd think. Yeah. I mean, Keaton's got plenty of time, and he certainly has the chops, and and it's not it's not that, oh, my God, he couldn't possibly play Beetlejuice because now he's 63. I'm not saying he's 63 now, but I'm just, you know, there's there's not exactly a timeline ticking on it. It's, it's not Indiana Jones. But we kind of need to get this Actually, going soon. you know so, what? He is 63. He's 66. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but so you missed the 63 deadline. <laughs> usually, usually I get it by two years, if you ask Lee. Usually it's two years instead of three. <clears throat> so I screwed that up. Well, no, um, he's only been that way for a month and a half. Uh, yeah. a month. <clears throat> but he just played the vulture. Yeah. At the age of 65. Maybe he was 64 when they started shooting. So it, it and Beetlejuice, is, there's not that much action that's involved he's in, dead in anyway. Vulture. And he is dead anyway. So, again, not <laughs> critical that they get this going now. 
because again, it's not Harrison Ford trying to play Indiana Jones with as the lead and tons of action sequences, et cetera, right. et cetera. But yeah, it would be nice to get it going while Michael Keaton can still play it because if Michael Keaton's not playing it. I don't want to see it no. at all. At okay. all. For God's sake, don't get Jim Carrey to replace him. Oh, for the love of um, God. I, I made that up, I hope. Yeah, please. Um, there's a movie coming up about uh, – it's a, a biopic on Dick Cheney because, of course, we need that. <laughs> uh, speaking of horror films, now, yes. in this movie, Tyler Perry has been cast as Colin Powell. And I'm sorry, but every time I think Tyler Perry – I think of his most famous character, Medea. So now I'm picturing Colin Powell with drag. <laughs> is, is, w- w- was that absolutely necessary? I mean, no offense to Tyler Perry or anybody, but I have that's seen where him. my head went. Sorry. I, ha- I have seen him in a few films where he's not playing Medea. Um, I have too. And he's, just and he's very good. Goes first. And he's very good. And I wish to God he would stop playing Medea because the trailers just make me wretch because they look so stupid. Um, just God, that character is yuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a very good actor. He is uh, for he whatever is. reason he enjoys. Well, I know why he enjoys playing Medea because it costs him next to nothing to do it, and it's it's just Ching. a fact. Yeah, it's it's just a it's his personal ATM. It's like, oh, I need a few extra million dollars. I'll just do another damn Medea movie. That. There you go. There's the next Medea. Another damn Medea movie. I would not be a bit surprised if that's not the title of the next Medea movie because why not? Uh, then, then you know, you know where the money needs to go because Todd just named it. Yeah, there you go. Actually, I might go see it if it was called Another Damn Medea Movie. That would make me happy. Uh, it's. I, I kind of hate to see him not get opportunities to actually do something worthwhile. Because right. people tie him into the Medea characters, but they do, uh, for good reason. Because he's played Medea about seven hundred times. I mean, I kind of wonder at this point if he doesn't wear makeup and wear dresses all the time because he's Medea. And if he does, that's fine. I don't care. I just don't find the movies funny. I could care less that he's in drag. That I don't. See, I'm trying to figure out if this is supposed to be a comedy biopic or not. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine. <laughs> Well, listen to the rest of this cast. Christian Christian Bale, Batman, is playing Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, yeah. Okay. And Christian um, Bale, of course, will gain like 87 pounds to play Dick because he does, because he's a freak. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell is playing George Bush. Steve Carell is playing Donald Rumsfeld. And, that really sounds like a comedy, doesn't it? Uh, will Ferrell is in it somewhere. So is Brad Pitt. Yeah. And Bill Pullman. Okay. Um, every one of those actors, every one of those actors, um, Amy <laughs> Adams as Lynn Cheney does, does, does really well with comedy. Um, not saying they're better known for it, but Brad Pitt is, is excellent in, in comic roles, uh, let alone Carell. And Carell has done some serious work, and, and of course, so has Tyler Perry. I, I mean, they all have. But, but, but they're all extremely good comic actors uh i kind of now i'm kind of i kind of like the idea of a comic take on on dick cheney as colin powell can dress up as medea yeah uh mm, interesting 
I would, right. I would absolutely, I would go see that just to have a comic take, and hopefully, he is portrayed as this evil mastermind who, you know, has ha- literally has his hand in George Bush's back at some point, making his mouth. Christian move. Bale, not Medea, hopefully. Yeah, that, um, um, interesting. But it, 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 when you mentioned Jim Carrey possibly playing Beetlejuice, which that terrifies me because Jim Carrey has not been funny for about a decade. Um, or, oh, it reminds me of another film I saw, which I'll. Well, about someone else who has not been funny for about a decade, but starring someone else who's not been funny for about a decade. Right. It could be worse. It could be Jamie Kennedy. <gasps> no. Yeah. Talk about someone who I, I can't imagine yeah, people just... ever laughed at him in grade school, let alone ever. I mean, good God. So, yeah, it could be God awful. So how about some good news then? Yes, please. Uh, Taika Watiti. Mm-hmm. Who is the? I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly too. A uh, guy who did Thor Ragnarok, which everyone says is going to be awesome, is in talks to direct the Akira movie, which mm-hmm. has been longer gestating than uh, Beetlejuice two and and uh, Gambit. Gambit. Mm-hmm. But he says he wants to do something radical. He wants to do it with an all Asian cast. What? No Leonardo DiCaprio as Tetsuo. Um, how dare he? Because that's where it takes place, damn it. Why not? How, how, how dare this, this criminal director from New Zealand actually want to... <laughs> Follow the script? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, there are no actors of Asian heritage. I mean, so how could you oh. possibly... How could you possibly make a film with not using a bunch of white people? I don't understand the concept. Hey, doesn't wow. work for me. Just doesn't work. I don't get it. How's this? Doctor Who is changing its format a little bit. Interesting. Um, they've been doing, you know, 12 or 13 episodes a season at about 45 minutes each since they restarted in 2005. This time, they're only doing about 10 episodes for this season, but each episode is going to be a full 60 minutes. So basically the same screen time. Right. Just the longest chunks. I wonder why they're... There was actually no no hmm. real reason given, but you know what? I'll take it. I kind of like the idea. Yeah. Fewer, uh, fewer uh, stories, um, for one yeah, thing. As long as the stories are good. Uh, other thing I really like, Batman the Animated Series is coming to Blu-ray next year. Yeah, that's very cool. Yes. Because that was an awesome series. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Beautiful. Not necessarily good news, though. Well, this is a different story. Batman is good news. Batman is awesome news. Jared Leto appearing in Tron 3, if that ever gets out of development hell. (laughs) Uh, Good idea? Bad idea? Uh, Indifferent? I mean, it could could go either way as far as I'm concerned. Indifferent. I mean, he was awful in Suicide Squad. But again... Uh, I, I, a lot of that, I think, was his personal choices where he took the character. But again, the plot was not the best. Um, he is in Blade Runner 2, 049. Yeah. And he's very good in that. Um, yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, hopefully he's we'll good see. in it. I'll just put it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I did watch late last night because I wanted to watch it because it apparently I think it just popped up on Netflix now, uh, as in yesterday. The Meyerowitz stories which is which was the the darling of the 
film circuit festival uh actually at con and Ah, that one yeah big 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 hit it has great ratings on rotten tomatoes has great like 92 percent on rotten tomatoes and 7.3 on imdb which is individual people and this is the movie that adam sandler is getting rave reviews for um i liked it it's a good movie uh it's from noah bombach the director and also also wrote it and uh, he did the squid and the whale uh, a few other like smaller films it's a comedy drama it basically it's about three adult children Com- yeah one of those things it's a dramedy um you know, or a really dark it's not so much a dark comedy as a comedy drama but anyway uh, Dustin Hoffman is the father figure Ben Stiller Adam Sandler they're the two sons and an actress who I can't recall her name because she's not of the same stature sorry but she isn't uh, of the two co-stars and it's their relationship with their dad and they have a difficult relationship with their dad and she's so important that they list one, two, three, four, five cast members, and she's not listed in the five cast members. So there you go. So now I don't feel so bad about it. Anyway, uh, it's it's interesting. It's a good movie. I, I definitely watch it if you like. Again, movies about relationships. Adam Sandler, though, he has a couple of good scenes. Other than that, he plays the character he has played for ten years now. He plays the the mm. the, the raging man child who goes into fits and starts cursing when he gets pissed off at things, which is okay, but it's the same thing he does in everything. Uh, and it's like, why is he getting rave reviews? Because he actually acted in a couple scenes? <gasps> no, you know, this be. is not this is not Punch Drunk Love, and he was terrific in that. This is not Spanglish. He was terrific in that. I mean, he actually acted. He's basically playing the same freaking boring-ass character he constantly does. There are two or three songs in it which if he didn't write them are the kind of songs that he did for Saturday Night Live back in the day silly little songs they even they even uh, go back to one later on for no damn reason they're not particularly funny they're not particularly interesting they don't really move the plot along it's almost as if it's like hey you know I, I, I kind of would like to put one of my little songs in here I think it'd be kind of and they said yeah okay Adam fine whatever it's ugh he sucks he still yeah. sucks. It's oh, like no. he is not the reason to watch this at all. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is excellent in this. He's uh, his character is interesting. He's he's he is a prick, uh, as Adam Sandler's character puts it in one point. And Ben Stiller's very good in it. Everyone is good except Adam Sandler. And it's not so much that he's bad. It's just it's the same freaking thing you've seen Adam Sandler do with less awful jokes. So do not see the Meyerowitz stories because, oh, Adam Sandler's actually good. And no, he's not. But Dustin Hoffman's good. Ben Stiller's good. Emma Thompson has a smaller part. She's very good. But, yeah, this I, I, I don't understand the rave reviews for it because it's a good movie. It's not Rolling Stone, Pete Travers. The Meyerowitz stories is flat out brilliant. It's like Pete stop inhaling at the office and I doubt that they're doing that anymore at the Rolling Stone but it's like no it's not man it's a good movie and that's as far as it goes uh, Elizabeth Marble that is the actress who I could not think of 
and my apologies to Elizabeth Marvel. She's very good in the in the film, but ugh, you know, this this uh, I get that Adam Sandler is a nice guy, and apparently he he does nice things for people, and I understand that people want to like his work. I, I would I would be thrilled if he made something good for once, because again. The Wedding Singer is one of my favorite movies, and I think he's fantastic in that movie because he's he's such a nice character at the core, and he doesn't have he shows very few of those really irritating freaking mannerisms that he's brought into every damn movie. It's like it's not entertaining to see you blow up at someone in traffic over and over and over because yeah, that defines every character you always do. You always get to the point where. Oh my god, I'm so angry. I can't take it anymore. And you're, you know, and he just starts cursing. And it's like, and, and again, I, I don't just turn into cursing. a muppet. Yeah, it, it's he is actually compared to a muppet at one point in the movie. Oh well, there we go. Yeah, and it's not surprisingly, it's animal. Um, and it's just, it's tiring to see him do the same shtick over and over because it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's like, dude, you are capable of doing something much better than this. And why don't you do it? That, that's what I don't – and like I said, he has a couple scenes where he actually acts, but it's not groundbreaking like, oh, my God, this is Oscar-worthy. And I know some people are actually saying that, which, again, I don't know what they were ingesting, but it was something really good. I would like to get some of it myself because if, it if, it's, if it's that mind-altering that it makes you think Adam Sandler was good in a movie, yeah, I would like to get that because <laughs> you need some serious uh, departure from reality to think that. Uh, again, watch the movie. It's a good movie, but no, you're not going to be shocked by how great Adam Sandler is wow. unless you're drunk or stoned or I don't know what. Crazy enough to sign up for the Global Wrestling Network streaming service? <gasps> what? Oh, now he's channeling Adam Sandler again. <laughs> no, that that was actually, you know, that was actually launched this week. And I was curious enough to look at it, and it's it, it wasn't until the third page on their website that they told told you it would cost eight dollars a month. Oh, that's not good. I thought, you know what? Nah, I'll be fine. Is Thank this you. is this tied into Impact? Yes, it is. Mm. Well, Impact then. Wrestling, formerly known as TNA Wrestling, formerly known as uh, Global Wrestling, Glo- Global Force Wrestling, formerly known as NWA Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Back when it was good. Back when it was good. So so they've just rebranded the same. Oh yeah, classic Impact matches where they show Sting. That's there. Is that Kurt Angle that Sting is kicking? Uh, It could be. Yeah, it looks like. So that's the best they have to offer. Uh, They're showing that. No, they've actually they had considerably better than that. But that's what they choose to show on their little banner. Unfortunately, yes. Not a good decision there, guys. Yeah, we show two people who are ten years past their prime. I want to watch that. Mm-hmm. What it, this is this is like the scripted version of Bellator, which that's because that's about all they show. It's, it's people who are past their prime or not good enough to make it in the UFC, and that's just the reality of it. Speaking of subscription services, though, I do want to mention Movie Pass. We've talked about it before. Yes. Go to MoviePass.com. Uh, sign up. Be prepared to wait three weeks to get your card, but basically, it's a. It, it's a subscription service to go see movies at the movie theater as opposed to streaming them at home. If you like to go to the movies, this is absolutely the way to do it. 
It's nine ninety five a month. It is one film per day. So that is thirty films a month, or thirty one, or maybe twenty eight, depending which month you're in. No three D films, but other than that, no restrictions as to oh, just like they do with passes. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, this is a special engagement. Blah blah. No, it's just if it's a two D, a typical film. Not IMAX, not 3D, but go see it. Uh, I tried it at Regal, no problems. I tried it at AMC, which AMC was squawking about it because they're crying that, well, when it doesn't work, then people will be angry because they don't want to pay full price for movies, and no problems. And I tried it at a at more of an independent, a smaller chain, no problems. I, w- I would not walk up to, to the box office and say, hey, do you guys take this? Don't call attention to the fact because maybe one of their managers actually read a memo and maybe they're not supposed to take it. So don't do that. Just hand it over. It's a debit card like any other debit card. It says MoviePass on it, but they're not going to pay attention to that. Uh, you do have to download the app because you have to check in to the movie. But it's basically like Flickster or anything else. So you, you pull up the app. You pull up the theater that you're going to. You have to be within 100 yards of the movie theater. When you check in to that particular screening of that particular film. So, for instance, when I went to see Blade Runner 2, 049, I checked into the Regal Theater and I checked into the 7, 10 p.m. showing of Blade Runner 2, 049. And you have 30 minutes to buy the ticket. And all you do is walk up, hand them, and buy the ticket. And you just use that debit card just to, as payment. That's all you do. And you're in. You're done. So. Yeah, so I have spent $9.95 and saw three movies this week. So I have saved, let's see, one was seven, one was ten forty nine. So you saved $37,423. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. So it absolutely does work. Uh, and, and there are, there may be some theaters that won't take it, but there are over 4,000 that well over 4,000 that do. AMC is the second biggest chain. Regal is the biggest chain. Um, <clears throat> all I can tell you is that locally, every movie theater chain that is within 50 miles of me accepts it according to the website. And I have no reason to think they don't because everything I've tried does. Uh, so so we can end on a good news note. Yeah, that's a very, very good news. So go to MoviePass, sign up. And again, they are swamped with, with people responding. So it may take a few weeks to get it, but it's definitely worth it. So... Go with that, and this way you can actually go see movies that you're kind of iffy about because you've already paid for it. And it leaves you more money to go spend for your $7 Coke and your $9 popcorn. Yeah. But a very, very good thing, indeed. Awesome. And a good way to end the show because we've run long, but that's okay. Yes, we have run long. We're bad people. They'll get over it. Yeah, possibly. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back next week. Woo! Good night, everybody. Ariel! Opa! Ride! Do you think they would let me live in Montana? I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.